RTI Time Machine. Today's time traveler is John Van Trieste, and the destination Taoyuan, 1938. There are a few places in Taiwan where layers of history come together in unexpected ways. Often, these are spots where buildings from one era are simply taken over and put to new uses in a later era. One of the most unusual examples of this historical recycling is in Taoyuan in northern Taiwan. At the Taoyuan Martyr Shrine, the two historical eras involved do more than just overlap; they clash. Today, we're looking at a site where two successive and deeply hostile governments enshrine what mattered most to them. The Taoyuan Martyr Shrine sits at the base of Hutou Mountain. Today, the mountain is a forested peak crossed by steep hiking trails. But in decades past, it was a strategic place dotted with military installations and covered more in grass and shrubs. In 1938, when the shrine was completed, Taiwan had been under Japanese colonial rule for over 40 years. The shrine was a complex of simple but elegant wooden structures, in which several gods of Japan's Shinto pantheon were to be worshipped. By this point, earlier pressure on Taiwanese people to assimilate into Japanese ways had accelerated. And a policy called the One Street Village, One Shrine policy saw many other shrines go up around Taiwan. Taiwan would come to have around 200 Shinto shrines. Under the state Shinto ideology of the time, these shrines were to be sites of indoctrination, while also replacing, in some senses, the old social functions that local temples had long held. The shrine in Taoyuan was particularly elegant. All of the buildings were constructed with plain, unvarnished but highly prized cypress wood of the highest quality. According to Taoyuan's local government, these Japanese-looking buildings also drew on a mix of influences from China's Tang Dynasty and from contemporary Taiwan. The shrine complex consisted of a path leading uphill through the gate that marks the entrance to Japanese shrines. The path led up steps. Past stone lanterns and lions, and past a bronze horse stamped on its chest with the imperial chrysanthemum seal. Finally, after passing through another gate, there was the hall for general worshippers, and beyond that, the inner sanctum where only priests were allowed. Other facilities off this main path of pilgrimage included an office for shrine keepers and a pavilion with a stone trough of water, where worshippers going up to pray would stop and ritually cleanse their hands. The gods worshipped inside showed the concerns of the times. Alongside traditional deities like a goddess of agriculture and three gods credited with creation. There was also a deified prince who had died during Japan's 1895 takeover of Taiwan. By the time the shrine was dedicated in September 1938, Japan was at war in China, and in the following years, it would also be at war in the Pacific. Worship at the shrine would have continued until 1945. When the war ended and Japan relinquished control over Taiwan, the new Republic of China government that now took control of Taiwan 
had just come fresh out of a long and bitter war with Japan, and so it was not a fan of things Japanese. There was a move to eradicate symbols of the old colonial order, and the Taoyuan Shrine was one of the early Japanese-era sites to have its old associations stripped away. In 1950, it was rededicated as the Taoyuan Martyr Shrine. These shrine buildings were deemed too culturally important to get rid of. The quality of construction was high, the building materials fine, with handcrafted joints and echoes of China's Tang Dynasty antiquity. Like other martyr shrines set up in the post-war period, this shrine commemorates figures involved in the revolution that established the Republic of China. Alongside them are military figures, as well as police, firefighters, and civilians killed while performing their duties. This kind of repurposing took place in other colonial-era buildings too. Some old martial arts halls, for instance, were turned into police stations, or facilities for the military police. But the surviving colonial buildings were in danger well after the war. After the Pacific War, the Republic of China government had retreated to Taiwan as communist Chinese forces took over the mainland. While ruling only Taiwan and a few other islands, the government continued to claim to be the legitimate government of China. Over time, though, a growing number of countries were rejecting this, cutting their ties with Taiwan and establishing ties with the mainland. After Japan did this in 1972, there came a directive to purge colonial buildings. The few shrines that survived after this were simply left to decay away. Though it had been turned into a symbol of the new order, even the Taoyuan Martyr Shrine wasn't safe. In 1985, it had its own near-miss, when Taoyuan's local government made plans to demolish the complex. It was a strong response from the public and from academics that helped to save it. Amid backlash, a renovation project was planned instead and launched the following year. After all of this, the Taoyuan Martyr Shrine is one of the only intact Shinto shrines left in Taiwan today. Its later listing as a third-class national monument ensures that it will continue to stand. As before, the shrine still honors revolutionary figures and those killed in the line of duty. But while no less solemn than other martyr shrines around Taiwan, there is less of a heavy atmosphere here than at, say, the Martyr Shrine in Taipei. Here at the Taoyuan Shrine, for instance, there's no military pomp or regular changing of the guard ceremony. Instead, what was once the inner sanctum and worship hall have been left to witness past heroes silently. The lower parts of the shrine, meanwhile, are an example of a historic space put to a new use. Since 2017, the area at the bottom of the hill has been turned into a cultural park, a place planted with flowering trees and towering palms. This has become a place where families come on outings, photographers set up tripods, and hikers stop on their way up Hutou Mountain. The local government has begun hosting a series of seasonal events here, marking the blooming of the cherry trees, 
the arrival of midsummer, the ripening of the fall rice harvest, and the winter lantern festival. Still though, in the background, there are memories of the two periods of history that have shaped this place, from the worn chrysanthemum emblem on the bronze horse's chest to a wooden plaque in the worship hall commemorating the Republican martyrs that have replaced the old gods. Here, the symbols of religion and Taiwan's post-war years coexist in an odd harmony, jumbled together in a unique way that continues to attract visitors in our own time. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another journey through time. The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International.